eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Halloween, spooky times. Yes. Ghosts. Ghosts. Ghouls. Ghouls. Werewolves. Goblins. Crippling debt. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. These are all things to be scared of at Halloween time. Yeah. Do you have any ghost stories? Have you encountered a ghost? I've never a encou- ghost? <laughs> I've never encountered a ghost. My granddad did. Yeah. He claims to have encountered a ghost. What's the story? The story is that it was, this is like back in the sixties and uh he was uh he he uh came out of a pub with a friend of his. Uh-huh. Um they hadn't they weren't drunk, they just had a couple. And uh they were walking through a park at night and there was a, a little girl on the pavement in front of them, just a, like a like an eight-year-old girl. And uh, they were like, oh, I wonder where her, her mum is. wonder where her dad is. Like, what, what, what this, why is this girl so interested in this dark park um, so late at night? And so they were like, oh, are you okay? And they, they went up to, um, to, um, to say uh, hello to her and to make sure she was okay. And she started running away. And they were like, oh, she's gonna get lost. She's like, maybe she's scared or something. We'll, we'll run after her and we'll, we'll help her out. Uh-huh. And they started running. And the way my, I think this is the detail that always is kind of the spookiest when my, my the way my granddad says it. And he's like, we were running and we were running and we were like, I suddenly thought we should have caught up by this little girl by now. Like, because oh. it's two fully grown men like trying yeah. to, they run, so they should have caught up. And then she, they went around the corner and she disappeared. Ooh. So what, what do you think is the rational explanation there for that situation? I don't know. My granddad's quite a, he's quite a, um, what's the word? When it comes to stuff like that, he's quite cynical. He's quite, I don't know, he has a spiritual side, but he's not Christian or anything. Yeah. He, um, so it's hard to believe him making it up or misinterpreting events. And plus there was two of them and he's like, they could have both swore that. That's true. Yeah, ghost. they both, they both. So I it's kind of stand by that they saw. Cause I, I fully don't believe in ghosts, but like, it's kind of, it's kind of a hard one to. To just quite simply ration away. Yeah. Hmm. It is an odd one. But I guess that's the whole point of ghost stories, isn't it? Yeah. It's all a bit odd. I mean, if it was, I heard a knocking from the ceiling and you were like, well, it could just be a bat, then it wouldn't be much of a ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. If I told you I think this flat's haunted. Have you? I think maybe you have actually. You got some ghouls. You got some ghouls. You got some ghosts and ghouls. You hear a lot of noises. Very specifically, I always hear the noise. It sounds like someone's taken a, a sharp inhale of breath. Okay. But like a deep, so like deep and sharp. It sounds like someone going... <gasps> when do like, you hear this noise? Uh, just every now and again. Just every now and again. Always when I'm by myself, naturally. But the <laughs> first time it happened, I was in the kitchen and it freaked me out. Because I heard the noise and I was like immediately like, what the fuck was that? And you know when things like that happen, you kind of, hmm. you freeze up a little bit. I froze up. And then there was three very distinct knocks along the kitchen counter. Like something went like like that, but it like moved along the counter. Wow. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so our kitchen has a very, very loud fan. Yeah, I'm familiar. You turn the light on. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking jet engine. <laughs> um, so I just turned that on. It was like, that's lots of noise and light. 
and I'll just leave that for five minutes. Uh, scare until, the ghosts away. Scare the ghosts away because the ghosts presumably will get sick of the sound no. and leave the room. <laughs> um, my mom told me a story recently. It was somebody at her work's friend. <laughs> somebody at her work's friend. Okay. Hearsay by hearsay. So apparently he, this guy, this Bowie, he hired a cleaner. No, wait, that's a third part of the story. He didn't hire the cleaner, first of all. First of all, he was living his life normally. Without a cleaner. So cleaning his, that, was he cleaning his own dishes? He was cleaning, or was he leaving them? Was he a boy who leaves them? Or was he I cleaning? have no idea. You'd have to ask the my mum to ask the her friend <laughs> to ask her friend. But from what I understand, he moved into a new house. And uh, one of the first nights he was there, he's in his bed, sleeping. Woke up and said there was somebody like... In, there was like a figure in bed next to him that rose up from the bed and left the room and I was like okay definitely you're in bed that could be a nightmare yeah hallucination you just woke up quite quick from REM sleep or right. something yeah. something like that easily easily you know I'm a rational human being <sighs> it's probably me taking those deep sharp inhales echoes yeah it just echoes um so then a few days later, he's apparently, he's looking out the window, as you do. Right. I do it sometimes. We're all guilty of it. Uh, I've been <laughs> known to, to look out the occasional window or two. Um, he's looking out the window, and the curtains start to, like, wrap around him. And I was like, okay, that one's a bit weird. That is weird. But, again, it's all hearsay, isn't it? Yeah. But I was like, okay, mental could... Could be making it up. Could be the wind or something. Could if you're be next something. to a could window. Be the wind. I mean, is it really going to wrap you? Well, obviously it's next to a window. They're curtains. Yo, but I'm saying... <laughs> I thought you were pausing there and like a... What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying... No, I'm just saying because you're next to a window, there could be wind and maybe the wind's like pushed the curtains against the 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 friend of a friend of your mum's. Yeah. Um, And maybe <clears> it's... um Like it's... Yeah, maybe that's a more rational way of looking at maybe. it. Maybe. So, flash forward about a week. Let's say a week. Let's say a week. How long? Has he hired the cleaner yet? The cleaner has been yes! hired. <laughs> I gave that bit away. Cleaner has been hired. It was the cleaner the whole time. No, but this what? <laughs> mental. The cleaner is in his bed. <laughs> um, the cleaner. So he gets home after the cleaner's supposedly been there. Yeah. House is still shit. Still, still a tip. Okay. Right. He calls up the clean service and he's like, hey, what's going on? <clears throat> and the woman at the cleaning industry, the cleaning establishment is like, oh, the girl actually had, got like a bit of a fright and she had to leave really suddenly. <laughs> <clears throat> and what apparently happened was she was cleaning the bedroom and she had a roll of uh, like kitchen roll or something okay. on the bed and the kitchen roll started to unravel itself up the way. So it was like someone was pulling the kitchen roll up and she freaked out and ran out of the house. And I was like, yeah, added on that too. Yeah. That's way scarier than <gasps> a knocking. Way scarier. Um, so yeah, uh, he moved out. Okay. Would you move out, do you think? Or, because I always think if something like that happened, like if I called up the cleaning service and they were like, Fucking, it tried to attack her with some kitchen roll. <laughs> That's when I would be like, 
that that night the video cameras would be up. Yeah. I'd be like going around on my friends, getting as many as I could and setting one up in every room, paranormal activity and activitying the fuck out of my flat in an attempt to catch this ghost on tape. Anger in it. Until I turn up on the news as dead and it just seems like a freak occurrence, but the people who watch the movie in a few years, the definitely real found footage movie, they'll know it was ghosts. The real, the actual real one this time. When we finally get a real found footage movie. The Scott Witch Project. I like it. I'd watch it. Scott Normal Activity. <laughs> Paranormal Scottivity. Uh, Scott Oween. Scott Oween. Friday the Scotteenth. Scott the found Nightmare footage film. On Scott Street. Scott a canal. Scott ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> anyway, ghosts probably fake. If they're not, sorry, ghosts for uh, calling you out on your bullshit. Um, be a bit but forward. Like what are you doing? Cat attaching the kitchen roll. Why not? Why not get like a pen and write on the wall? I'm a ghost. I'm. I'm a but bit... that's it. Yeah. But then there must there must be rules. If the ghosts are real, <laughs> there must be what reasons out of that rules? they can't. There must be reasons that they can't just write on a notepad like, "Hey, there is a ghost here." Yeah. Geese a shout when you're ready, and I'll write this note again with the floaty pen. <laughs> there must be reasons they can't do that. Aye. Well, there must be. But, the, but, but who defines that rules? Then you're talking about uh, an omnipotent being or some but sort what of they, you know, cosmic there's, force. But there's rules of, of 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 being human, Danny. We can't we can't jump off a bridge without there being consequences. Yeah, but how do you know a ghost can't do that? Can't re- what if the ghost can't reveal itself without there being consequences? Because that seems extremely specific, like. You can't reveal yourself like nature. Like nature creates gravity as a force to to put um, to pull everything and keep everything on Earth. And if you try to defy that gravity, you just get crushed. But like if nature, then turning around and going, "Well, ghost, you got to keep yourself a bloody secret," you know. You know, make sure any images of you are blurry. And that, that that's rule number one. We've written that on down. Uh, by the way, writing down, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to communicate anyone. Uh-huh. Ghosting on very specific occasions, you can help your ex, your widowed wife with pottery. That's okay. We'll allow that. Um, but only on occasional, and you need to get a written authority from. The ghost manager, your local area ghost manager. And you also need to get copyright clearance for that song. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you can try other songs. We do have a lot, li- because Ghostland's quite popular here. We do have a Ghosting. library of um, uh, royalty-free that are quite similar to that song. So you can yep. pick one of them. If you could afford it with your ghost money, feel free to buy for the copyright. Spring out for it. Uh, very few people have been sued for using copyrights um, in Ghost Court uh, under the... How do we know? Huh? How do we know? No, I'm, I'm making this You're up, making Scott. You're making it up. <laughs> How do we know that's not a ghost court? Maybe there is a ghost I court. I would watch. That's the name of like a daytime TV show, isn't it? I feel like there's been ones where it's that's, that's, uh, ghost the whole that time. Judge Judy will return uh, next week. But coming up next on Channel 4, Ghost Court. Ghost Court. Dude. Dude. Um, yeah, we're doing another Halloween episode. Yeah been a whole year a whole year I mean it's been like a whole two years since I've been doing this but but finally actual these recorded sit down bi-weekly podcast we've been doing it for over a year and now we're back to Halloween getting repetitive isn't it <laughs> <laughs> already on year in uh, last well last year we did Light of the Lepus remember that yeah yeah yeah. Ra- I mean, Rabbit Light of the Lepus was fun 
rabbit horror film. This year we're doing something like quite different. Yeah. Yeah. The Senior Granddaddy's rabbit movie, film. Rabbit movie about rabbits. Were there any rabbits in this movie? I think one of the the kids in the the bus was a rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Well done. That was a good find. Um, a round of applause for myself. But what, 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 what show? What show has been going on for over a year, Danny? Second opinion. And that's when you would say something like, "What? What? What? Intro the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> the look in my eyes there where i was like yeah, it was not getting get that. the point <laughs> get the point <laughs> get the point i'm worried i'm just scared the fuck out of everybody listening it is a halloween episode it is a halloween episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay silent and then it'll be a jump scare do you want me to get my soundboard up again Oh no! I'm worried it'll mess up the recording. I found a Halloween soundboard, everyone. He very much did. And fuck me. I mean, it's got all the basics. It's got you know your bats, your blood curdling laughs, your uh, your your st- one here is just called strange. But my personal favorite is who, 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 and who goes. I really hope the mic picks this up well. <laughs> I'm gonna be very sad. But who goes a little something like this? Which might be my favourite accent and soundbite of anything I've ever heard ever. <laughs> Quite claim. So I think what I'm going to do is just every now and again, just have a little callback to call back to that. Who is that knocking at my door? Who is it knocking at Who the door? Who is it? That's it what I want to ask. Is he the monster? Because he sounds quite monstrous. It could be anyone. I assume he is a monster. But he sounds like a foreigner. You know? They're all bloody monsters, aren't they? Whoa, Danny, that was a fancy. Okay, uh, here's what's going to happen. You're going introdu- to introduce the podcast. I'm going to turn a light on because it's very dark in here. And even though it's Halloween, we don't need that. Okay. What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast, where we take a film with a strong general consensus, whether that be good or bad, and we... Um... We're fine. Discuss the imperfections <laughs> and redeeming features accordingly. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and with me, the embodiment of Halloween himself, Scott Morrison. I actually, I'm fine with Halloween. I? Yeah, I'm more of a Christmas boy. Yeah, Christmas yeah. is good. Halloween's like, there's a lot of people gathering in costume, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> costume parties are annoying. Like, you can't just go to the party, you got to... Pardon me. You don't just spend money to get the bus to the party. You also got to spend money to wear a costume. If you don't wear a costume, you might not get in, or they might let you in. But then you're that guy. You're the guy. Oh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm James Bond on his day off. No one likes that guy. No. So there's peer pressure involved, and that's something I don't like either. Is peer pressure. Halloween's actually good. I do like Halloween. Halloween. Just, just go in a dressing gown and a towel and call yourself Avident. Do you ever find? Um, when you're going to a Halloween party, right? You, you, I, I, I'm stood in the, my flat for before I go to a Halloween party, right? Right, and, and, then, then, so, and then suddenly there's there's um all of a sudden there's knocking at the door, and you think, who is that knocking at my door? In that accent, is that? And then you open the door, yeah, and 
what will I find? I do need to get my creaky door sorted It's out. a very... And it sounds like a very big door, and it yeah. took a while for it to open. <laughs> well, you know, it's heavy. Yeah. We've just created a whole story. with the, And then you see who's at the door, oh, who, and who, it who, freaks you out. You get scared. Scott, you can't go you as, so as Rock uh, the Horrocky Horror Picture Show again. It's not fun for anyone. You get anyone. scared because what was at the door, Daddy? Bats. <laughs> Lots of bats. <laughs> I do get curious how they knocked. Well, they, they all just battered against the door, didn't they? They battered. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this movie Danny yeah, we, watched, uh, we watched a film called Trick or Treat yeah which is a horror anthology film from director bah, 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 recalling it from his head Michael Doherty Doherty <laughs> Michael Doherty <laughs> who's an American film director uh, and he also directed a real real good film called the Krampus, the Krampus. Krampus. I've not Krampus. seen Krampus yet. Yeah, well, you're missing out. It's real good. I need to. I need to see it. I wanted to see it the year it came out, and then I just, I just missed it. Yeah. Because Christmas is a. It's it's become. I feel like time. it's become one of those weird Christmas movies that like, you know, everyone's got their Christmas movie tradition. Hmm. But I'm weird enough that I'm going to be like, no, mine's just Krampus now. Like yeah. Every Christmas I'm going to watch Krampus. Um, but yeah, fun fact: he's also directing Godzilla, the next Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, I knew I King knew of that. the Monsters. I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Especially seeing how well he deals with practicality and things like that in this movie and in Krampus as well. But we'll get to that in a second. So we're talking about Trick or Treat. Right. And Trick or Treat is a Halloween anthology movie. Right. And it's set on the night of Halloween. Yeah. And it follows for how many different stories? Was I don't know. Five? Let's say there's about four, but some of them are bigger than others. Yeah. There's one one story, a group of girls. Are going on a crazy night out. They're going to some party on Halloween. Yeah. And one of them's a virgin. And they're like, you gotta lose your virginity on Halloween. <laughs> crazy. Um, there was one one with a high school principal. Yeah. Who is a serial killer. Yeah. And is using Halloween to murder children. Uh, there's one sure. of a group of kids who are going to explore uh, the remains of an old school bus that supposedly the bus driver intentionally drove the bus off the cliff into the water to kill the children on board years and years ago on halloween and then (laughs) and then were you scared yet and then the last one is brian cox he's playing a character but brian cox stop that because that'll sound (laughs) weird on the audio um brian cox whose house is being bloody stalked by a small boy in a pumpkin costume. But not the kind of pumpkin costume you're thinking of where it's like the whole body is a pumpkin. <laughs> That'd be adorable. Dressed in an orange, orange like onesie and then a pumpkin head. Yeah. Which has actually become quite, that's become quite like a Halloween icon. Yeah. Like kind of pop culture thing. Which is always strange because I feel like it's a film that nobody I know has seen. Mm. Had you heard of it? I'd heard of it, but I'd never actually seen it. Hmm. Aye. Good. I don't have an effect to that. I, yeah. Um, I've seen the icon. I feel like I've seen the kid before. Mm. As, as you say, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Is that what he's referred to? Yeah. Because he's got a pumpkin for a head. I get it. I yeah. see where they go with that. He's a really cool design. He is. He's quite creepy. Yeah. And it's because he... it's got that like innocent look to it mm. until he starts murdering people. Well, he's quite... He's in a lot of it, but like he's almost like a an observer of like most of the stories yeah he kind of 
passively is in um, quite a few of them and then becomes for the climax with Brian Cox becomes like a the a huge focus of that storyline. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Trick or Treat? Trick or Treat. I liked it. Smell my feet. You liked it? Yeah, that's I good. It. I'm glad. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I actually it was a lot more comical than I was expecting. Yeah, it's very very funny. I Or like it's very it's more just like it sees the hilarity and it's hmm it's over violence and things like that. It doesn't take itself doesn't take itself seriously at all. No. Which I don't it, think would work. I don't no. think it would work at all. If you've got a high school like it's such a bizarre thing though because like you have a high school principal who's you, uh, murdering children on Halloween night. That's so dark. Aye. So dark. And yet they play up him burying the child. Like they play that fully for laughs. Ah, it's like a sitcom. Yeah, and I kept having a moment where I was... It's exactly like a sitcom because then the neighbour comes outside and he's oh, like... What are you doing? Ah, oh, nothing, Jimmy. He's like, what are you doing over there? Burying bodies? And you can imagine like a laugh track coming ah. in and, he, and he's like sweating and he's like, oh, no, I'm just... Oh, it's the it's the it's you know it's the the drains out here. They're 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 playing up again, and I gotta fix them. And it's like, wow, what a bloody laugh riot we're having here. But like, while this is going on, like a child is down there, and the child is struggling to try and get out, yeah. and he's like beating the child with the shovel while trying to look like everything's fine, talking to the neighbor. And you're like, wow, this is when you really think about what's going on here. This is dark, really dark. But it's played like for laughs and mm. even when his kids start shouting at him from the window like that's all played for charlie jokes. brown's an asshole that was my favorite line in the movie charlie brown's an asshole i liked charlie brown's an asshole um yeah it's it's an interesting one well it gets darker because it turns out the kid the, his little son is in on it yeah which is a great reveal like you know because they play it up as if he goes back inside and he's got the big knife mm. and he's like come on son let's go carve the pumpkin and they do set it up as if he's going to kill the kid. But mm. you're like, well, he's not going to kill the kid. Yeah, because What's he going to do? And then he stabs something, and you're like, okay, he stabbed the jack-o'-lantern. And then it turns out that they're carving jack-o'-lanterns out of the, the children's dead heads. children's heads, which is pretty intense. <laughs> what kid's struggling, then? I was wondering, I was about to ask this. <laughs> what kid is struggling, then? Because, like, you... Are we to assume that he's been killing more than one child on this night? Oh, maybe. But then if he's... Di- like, hang on. Right, so his his ritual is he poisoned the kids' candy. Uh-huh. The kids eat the candy. He poisoned them. Then he brings them through. Then presumably he decapitates them to use their heads for jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. And then buries the bodies. Because why would you bury the body, then decapitate them? Hmm. Because there's a kid that's struggling. Presumably he still has his head. Yeah. But the kid that's struggling is not the kid that he just um, killed with the candy because that that kid's head is already downstairs in the basement being <clears> covered with <throat> Jacqueline. Because obviously this film isn't non... It isn't linear. Okay. Unless they're just messing about with you there. Unless there is some kind of time difference between getting in and then going to the basement. Maybe. Drop my pen again. I need to just not have the pen... <laughs> In my hands, I think, is an important part. Maybe, of the process but doesn't it go all happen quite quickly afterwards? Each uh, after each other. Well, I, that that is that I think. I don't know, well, this is kind of just a very jumpy about 
conversation about this movie i guess we won't really focus on anything in particular but like that so the the linear the the, the non-linear structure of it i think that works really well like for the majority of the film because everything's kind of intertwined uh-huh. and you are just watching several different stories take place at the same time but then for some reason the final story has to be told last even though it's the first thing one of the first things that happened so the brian cox story yeah where his house is being <clears throat> ransacked by Pumpkinhead. yeah you see that that happen from another point of view like 10 minutes into the movie remember mm. he comes to the window and he's like help me help mm. me and the guy ignores him yeah because the, the headmaster is the yeah, one yeah, yeah, his yeah. neighbor and then the film plays out for like another hour and then it, then after the the story with the four girls ends it says like earlier that night and takes you back to Brian Cox's story. Right. Which I think is odd, because it's like, why didn't you just structure the film differently so that they could all play out at the same time? Do you think it's literally just so they could have that connection of, like, the principal is walking up the stairs and sees Brian Cox at the window, and it's like, no, oh, and then he gets it. Do you think it's so that the film is setting up, like, you're going to find out about this later and yeah. see it from different angles? But, like... What's the point? If the rest of the movie doesn't really run like that, then why bother? There's a almost a, a Pulp Fiction vibe of it where yeah, there is, someone yeah. who died earlier in the film suddenly comes back and you're like, oh, this must be before yeah. they died. Um, but I think another way that that ruins it a little bit is that you jump back... So at the end of the story... So timeline-wise, the very last story, the very last thing you see is the end of the story with the four girls. Yeah. And Pumpkinhead is there for that story. Yeah. And then we jump back to the beginning of the night to find out about Brian Cox's character. So while you're watching that whole fight between him and Pumpkinhead, you kind of always know that Pumpkinhead is going to win. Because Pumpkinhead comes up later in the film. And so even though that is the the kind of final grand battle of the film, is like you've been seeing this weird Pumpkinhead guy throughout the whole movie. And then suddenly at the end... It's like, okay, now it's revealed what he does and what he's all about. And fucking Brian Cox is going to give him a run for his money. But you know that Pumpkinhead's not going to die unless there's lots of Pumpkinheads. But my was to, I was just like, there's one. And he mm. is inevitably going to best Brian Cox because we've already seen Pumpkinhead pop up like later in this night, like the night that yeah. this film is. Yeah. I guess I, I maybe... Because I was only the first time I've watched it, I didn't pick up that the princesses, the the teenage girls, were the last story. Yeah. Well, like that would linearly. be that would be the furthest it gets. Yeah. Because so, well, I get I guess that the people who are listening to this aren't fussed about spoilers. You've either seen the movie or you don't care. Um, the story with the teenage girls, it turns out that they're they're actually rounding up men because they're werewolves. And they want to eat them. And they want to eat them. No, not have sex with not, them. Not have sex with them at all. Eat them. Not even remotely. They no. want to eat them. No, they want Terrifying. to eat them. Terrifying. They want to turn into werewolves. Stay away from women. <laughs> Especially on Halloween. <laughs> so you sounded slightly depressed. <laughs> Stay away from women. Stay away from women. Just keep away. Like your old granddad giving you like sage and senile advice. <laughs> um, yeah, they turn out to be vampires. And so, werewolves werewolves sorry and they kill as part of their ritual they also capture and kill the murderous principal remember yeah 
Oh, can, fuck. Yeah, that's the reveal. Remember the guy in the mask is the principal. Yeah. So therefore, that has to be the latest scene in the film. Except yeah. for the very opening scene. Like the the little bit they do at the beginning where Pumpkinhead kills the couple. Hmm. Like that's that's the opening of the film. And then right before the film ends, you hear them coming home and you see Pumpkinhead turn around and you're like, oh, okay. Like, that's, we're, we're back, back to, to the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. come full circle. I love circles. <laughs> and then, like his head. You know, like fucking there's that bit where uh, Brian Cox goes to his door. And that's an exact line from the film. He goes to the door and it's really creepy. Uh, it doesn't sound like Brian Cox. It doesn't sound like him, but it, it's what a diverse... It's weird because he sounds like Brian Cox for every other line. Except that one Except line. That, who is there the nugging at my nose? <laughs> you're like, is this a beer? Is this a boy's he doing? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that was like how well, how necessary, or how well do you think that the, stru- the structure worked? I I think it it's it's strange for an anthology film because when you said it was an anthology film, I thought it was going to be in small sections, a bunch of short stories. Yeah, uh, but they are all quite. They all connected in a big way. It almost reminded me of Christmas Eve when we watched that. Because uh, oh, yeah. they were they were like... Well, they're all in different lifts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. They're like kind of connected as well. So mm. it's like the stories are like all connected within each other, but they're all kind of surrounded the same locations. But um, and they're, but I think this one's all a bit more connected. Like, I'm not sure if there is a, a part of this film that isn't connected yeah. to one of the others in some way or the other. Yeah. Should we go by segment? I mean, we can go by segment, yeah. Yeah, we can we can rattle through them. I mean, we've already kind of talked about Brian Cox as well. Yeah, well, Brian Cox, where well, he's like well, and the, and the principal. What about the right? design of the pumpkin head below the mask? That I thought was I think the the thing with pumpkin head, I guess that's interesting, is that he is like literally a pumpkin. Yeah, he's like a pumpkin man when he's unveiled. And given that the whole movie spends its time telling you that you shouldn't blow out the light of a jack-o'-lantern because the jack-o'-lanterns protect you but then the thing that's trying to kill them is it's a, a jack- pumpkin it's a jack-o'-lantern i thought maybe he just gets angry just gets angry when he yeah. sees that the they've been blown out and he's just like oh God, i, I think the him. design of pumpkin head is so cool because it's so like especially when he's in the costume hmm. it's so minimalist but just weirdly unsettling because you don't know how big the head is yeah. he's got this big like bulb yeah, this kind of bulb, like felt head material that he's made that looks like a big sack. Like a, it kind of looks like a rounded scarecrow yeah. head, and it's huge. And you're like, well, what's under that? It's just a little kid. How's the kid supporting that weight? And then when it's revealed that he is a literal pumpkin man, Google a picture of him without the mask. Google a picture yeah. with the mask and without the mask. Do it now. We'll wait, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll see what we're talking about. Um. <clears throat> He looks very. He looks almost slightly alien-like. It is, yeah. Do you think he's an alien, or do you think he's just a ghoul? I don't know. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe that's he, the he deeper sub subtext of this movie. He can be places very quickly. Yeah. And like, sometimes he just goes there to hang out. Sometimes he, yeah, like, he's just when the when the werewolves are eating everybody, he's just like it's just chilling. Yeah, he's just like cool. This is awesome. On a rock. Just got invited to this party now. Yeah. Hmm? It's a nice party. Uh, so that's Brian Cox's one. Uh, then there's the the, f- the kids that are pranking. But the interesting thing about them all is that they all do, they all kind of interconnect with each other. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to get to. Yeah, it. I was yeah, going to yeah. get yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. the the kids that um. Uh, are going to the school bus. They go to the school bus because there's the myth that thirty years ago there was uh, a school bus that transported um special kids, yeah. I mean, spe- yeah, special yeah. need kids. Um, that um the eight of them that apparently the parents hated so much they paid the bus driver to 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 kill him. Yeah. On one day, it's just so very surreal that I can't like this. this but it's it's. This I mean, meeting. it sounds like the kind of mental thing. I chill like a kid kids would, say. would come up with. Yeah, but I like the idea of the meeting of the parents and just like, well, we <laughs> what are we gonna do? Let's approach the bus driver, who's definitely insane. Like, he'll one hundred percent do this. Uh, he's like, well, I'm a bus driver. I need money. Okay, yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he, what he does is he uh, he he's apparently according to the legend he um, tries to drive him off the cliff, but one of the kids gets hold of the bus and he ends up going down with it and. There's a and no one ever sees the bus driver ever again, or eight kids presumably, mm. uh, and they go back to to give lanterns to the uh, in tribute of the the eight people, the eight victims that died, and they take. Um, I think she the the girl they take with them. She got special. She's a special. Well, the the kids call her Rhonda the retard, which yeah. presumably is like yeah, they're they're insulting her, but I don't think. I think she's just. Like I don't think she's yeah, she meant. Kind of to, I don't think she's meant to be meant like ha- mentally handicapped or anything. Yeah, I think she's just introverted and yeah, and and like you know, strange hmm. to the other kids who are like like crazy. You know, there's always fucking bullies, man. Yeah, horrible to anyone who's a little bit different. And I think that's all she's kind of meant to be is just a little bit different. Hmm. She likes Halloween. She likes talking about Halloween. Leave the kid to it. Aye, she likes carving pumpkins. Yeah, a lot of a, a, lot, a lot of, of pumpkins. pumpkins. Uh, so they take her, and uh, the 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 weird gang of kids. The little <laughs> we talked about it while we were watching the movie. The gang of kids is so bizarrely made up. Yeah, because you've got like the leader, who is like a a character out of Mean Girls. Yeah, and then you've got her best friend, who's like this scrawny little nerdy girl with like a big fucking those like outside your mouth braces braces aye. like the big ones that go around your head and then this little kid who looks like he's about five like this little podgy little faggot aye. he looks like someone's younger brother yeah. but you're not sure who. and then this like suave kind of jockish guy and it's like where or he's not even like a jock he's like a preppy kind of I don't know but it's like where did they get this group from uh, well, like, how, how did you, they meet did your mums force you to hang out on Halloween or what's the deal here like and then obviously you've got Rhonda as well like no which who they're trying to scare yeah because this whole bringing them down to the cliff lake where uh, the bus apparently went in is all a, an elaborate um, prank to scare yeah. Um, what's her name? Rhonda. 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 Uh, they dress up as the eight kids that have um, supposedly drowned, and yep. then they start chasing after her. And like, ah, it's just a prank, man. It's just, it's just, a, it's just, just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, man. Uh, I, my my favorite is the preppy suave kid who's um. He has a change of heart. He, he has a sudden change of heart. He goes along with his prank and then scares this kid. Rhonda and then like as soon as she's scared to death which of course she would be yeah uh, she's he's just like guys this is so me yeah they do set up that he's like clearly not as cruel as the rest of them 
Yeah, he but, seems to see the just but the then normal he's thing. so happy to have gone along with the cruel prank to begin with. Ah, I mean, there's so much work went into it, though, Danny. Yeah, it's quite elaborate. Like, like, like they had to decide that the short five-year-old pirate kid would, would stay, stay behind. behind and had to convincingly act really scared. And then, as soon as she goes, Ronda goes away. They cover him in bl- fake blood, yeah. so it looks like his intestines has been yeah pulled out. That's right, because when they're going down in the lift, and the kid, the the pirate boy is also freaking out. I was like, oh, have they taken him and not told him as well to like yeah. make it even more convincing? Uh, but then, after the prank, turns out it actually is real. Yeah. It's actually a real thing. And those demon children are... are the, the demon children are there kicking about. And, uh, yeah, they kill kill all the kids. And Rhonda. Except for Rhonda. Rhonda gets away. And Rhonda gets into the lift to bring her back up. And she fucking intentionally leaves all the kids like they're all at the lift and they're like let us in let us in and she pushes up and fucking rides off without them like a cold fucking bitch allow (laughs) me to bring this back like a boss like a boss bring it back we're bringing it back what i'm bringing it back i thought you were gonna make a point no like a boss Bringing the memes back. What's happening now? I'm memeing the, bringing the memes <laughs> back. Stop bringing memes back. You don't... It's you, Halloween. You, you can bring them back. bring the memes day. back. Uh, and then she sees Pumpkin Kid at the top. At the top when she gets out she, and she's lit, uh, she can hear them, all the other kids screaming as they're being killed and Pretty torn apart. And, and even, she doesn't even help Preppy, Preppy Kid who has a change of heart. She's like, fuck you too. Pretty intense, it Rhonda. Is. And then she just sees the pumpkin kid, and she's just like, "Hey, I'm sure that's fine." Yeah, <laughs> that, um, that'll be no problem. The pumpkin kid is just like, "Just coming over to see what's happening over yeah. here." Oh, oh, you've, oh, you've let the let the other okay, you've let the other kids die. Okay, yeah. cool, guess cool. I'll, I'll be going now. But one of the ways the anthology works really well, or not even works, really, it's like, it's like a, it's like a such an unconnected twist almost, where you know they're like. Well, if the, all the kids died, what happened to the bus driver? And you're like, I don't know what happened to the bus driver. Nobody knows. And then at the end of the Brian Cox story, you see a picture burning in the fireplace and it zooms in slowly and you're like, he was the bus driver! What? <laughs> and he, he's, he's clearly a procrastinator because it's taken him 30 years to dispose of the evidence. Yeah. And then um, like that last shot when all the kids turn up at his door and they knock on the door and he says, Truly, just tremendous acting. I think from the Brian the Cox zombie and... the zombie school kids that were in the school bus. Yeah, they were the ones. Yeah, the, all the zombie door. school kids. Yeah, they turn up, and it's like, and it's to say that because the 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 principal story is also connected to the werewolf girl story. Yeah, which what? is kind of an odd one. I think it's the one that's a bit. It's a bit. It's not strange, but like, so they set up that this this principal is killing children. And then the last time you see him doing that, he you know he stabs the head into the, he stabs the knife into the head. And you're like, oh, he's gonna make the pumpkin out of the real heads. That's fucking crazy. And then the next time you see him, he's like roaming the streets of the parade in like a weird Phantom of the Opera getup. Yeah, just murdering women and leaving their bodies. Because yeah, it's like, sight. what's his deal? Is he just like killing random? Yeah, people? it is. It's like, what's this dude's? Because he kind of hints towards it in the when he's chatting at the yeah. He's kid. like, I have a date tonight. You go yeah. a date later. What he doesn't tell you is he's got to go out and find her a murderer. Yeah. Murderer. What makes you think it was murder? 
Uh, I did like that though. I like that sequence where he kills the woman in the alleyway because I like when she's like running around covered in blood, like looking for help, and like nobody notices because everybody's running around covered in blood and hmm. screaming and having a crazy time. And then you know he leaves, he kills her and leaves her body, like sitting, like leaning against a wall. It just looks like she's dressed as a zombie and has fallen asleep or something. It's yeah, like, it's quite. It's like a pretty good. It's a pretty good, like, pretty good little little scene because you know there's always that thing of like Halloween would be the worst night to get, like, attacked or anything because, or you know like have some kind of mystical thing happen to you because you would just think everybody was in costume and stuff like that. Uh, and so if something genuinely weird is happening, you're just like you know there's your guards a bit less down because everyone's dressed like weird, psycho people. Yeah, because it's quite a few, there's a few times. Weird where psycho some... people is my favorite Beatles album. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> one of the less known ones because yeah. um, there's quite a few times where someone's like hey nice costume and then the joke is oh it's not a costume yeah like the principal who just go after killing the kid just goes around with blood yeah down half of his shirt and they're like who nice costume and you're like if that was yeah, a co- your costume just blood yeah, just blood on your shirt blood man bloody yeah. man I, I'm, I'm a bloody man I'm, I'm james bond on his bloody day off oh bloody man man uh yeah because they do they bring that joke back a couple of times don't they because they bring it back with uh Brian Cox. And he's got got his cast and stuff. Yeah, and they're like, nice mommy costume, Mr. Willis or whatever he's called. Mr. Brian Cox. (laughs) Mr. Uh, J.K. Wilkins. And you know, when he goes to the door, answers the door and... Who is that knocking at my door? It's never getting old. (laughs) Oh, that's loud. So if you don't come play with us, then we will kill you. That's a pretty black and white threat there. You know where you stand. Hmm. There's no ambiguity. Yeah. They've made it very clear. I I like how that's the best this Halloween soundboard could come up with. It's like, if you don't come play with us, we'll we'll, we'll kill kill you. you. Now make that sound like a nursery rhyme. (laughs) George! You're the intern. (laughs) Um, Raps and kids. I like things like is clock. Is that a Halloween noise? This just sounds like a sound for a clock. This is good audio. <laughs> I was counting the clocks. Oh, okay. You were it's gonna... twelve. It's that means it's midnight. Ah, oh, of course. And midnight's the witching hour. Yeah, that's where you get your witching done. It's where witches happen. Oh, it's where they come to life. Only for the hour. Only for the hour. Um, so yeah, I think that's and so yeah, the teenage girl one. Hmm. They're all going on this crazy night out, and it all seems pretty legit. And then that guy, the principal, ends up stalking the like quote unquote virgin, virgin character. Yeah, uh, stalking her, and she manages to best him. And it's quite, it's quite, it's like, it is a relatively good setup because she bests him and like drags him to the party and he's like freaking out and they're all like, oh my God, what happened and stuff? And you're like, wait, what? Like, what's going on here? Aye. Like they all seem, they're not like, they're freaking out, but they all seem relatively calm 
for your friend just dragging the body of a man like, into this camp. Because like she that because it was a strange sequence, and I thought maybe it was like what part of the comedy of the film? Because like they she throws the the principal in the red riding hood um costume that she's wearing yeah and she throws him in and like uh and then as soon as she enters they're like well you're late what took you so long and you're like did you just forget that this human being was thrown yeah, in yeah, yeah. all bloody and it was like what was happening yeah like what 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 but then it's revealed that they're werewolves and they have to feast so it was all normal being thrown into a party in a red riding hood costume is normal we already talked about the design of Pumpkinhead, but what did you think about the design of some of the other stuff? Because one that really stands out to me is the way he he like his his idea for the werewolf transformation is quite unique. Like rips think, the skin off, where they literally like take off that like the skin is effectively clothing. Hmm. Like they literally at one point like have one of the characters unzip the back of yeah. another character like just her back they unzip it and like they're literally just ripping off bits of their skin and i think that's has it ever really been done like that before it's usually the probably. man transforms into it, you it. usually not that they're is wearing human skin as a costume yeah it usually transforms it probably has been done before but i've not seen it yeah but i thought it was great Aye. and it all looks so genuine Aye. like obviously the wear- like uh, kudos to them for using like actual whatever it is like costumes for the weird ah, it looks quite practical it does it looks it's very practical i don't think there's really anything in this film there's nothing in this film that doesn't look practical Pumpkinhead. pumpkin head pump but then pumpkin head i would say the only point where he really looks cg is when he's crawling along the, the roof hmm. but also his face looked quite cg you think yeah i thought it looked quite physical maybe i, wouldn't I thought it so. did because I, I don't think it. that would be that's not like an intricate intricate int i can't say that word apparently intricate is that intricate no no the audio is fine don't don't have a malfunction i'm malfunctioning who is that knocking at my door i'll get you my pretties that's a good one um yeah, I don't think it's like that complicated of a design. Oh, the the character's called Sam, by the way. Sam? Little Sam. This is good audio, Danny. Sorry. Do you want me to just play some? I guess it's kind of As the design looks very alien. Like yeah, like a like that's a very alien. Green. That looks like old school alien. I... Like the just the generic the very generic alien model, like because it's very plasticky looking, but like when it, when I guess when it talks and stuff, it looks more CGI. Mm, actually, I never got that. I always thought it looked like a physical costume. Hmm, that's fair enough. I mean, I I thought it was CGI because I thought it was noteworthy when when like it the mask came off. I was like, that seems like CGI. Hmm. Have a little watch and see for yourself, everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, kudos to him for. Even though it just does look a bit silly, it's like the 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 werewolves are on screen for such a little time that they just get away with it. Yeah, but I think it's such a unique way to do it, and it's the whole plays into the whole thing again of Halloween and costumes. The the werewolves are wearing costumes. Their costumes are the human skin. Oh yeah, it's real good. And they're, the humans are dressed up as princesses. Yeah, which kind of makes them seem like you know the damsel in distress. 
Uh-huh. Um, it's a play on the, obviously, the damsel in distress. But did you work out that they were werewolves right from the get-go? No. Because you, when she said, there's the joke at the beginning, when they're trying to get the girl to come out of the changing room, and she's like, come out, or I'll huff and I'll puff, and you were like, oh, they're wo- she's a wolf. Yeah! And I was like... Well, it's because this motherfucker has he just clocked it already? Like, uh, I don't want to say anything. Maybe it's a foreshadowing that I've just picked up on a foreshadow and they didn't put it right the way through. I just caught because they were talking about embarrassing costumes that her costume was going to be a, a wolf and that was why yeah. it was embarrassing. But she was actually the Little Red Riding Hood. And it makes sense now why they say because she's dressed as Little Red Riding Hood and she's like, I look ridiculous. And they're like, Come on, this is part of the tradition. It makes sense that she'd be dressed like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, because wolves. It's another good bit. This movie's full of good bits. Good bits. <laughs> um, yeah, and even just like the way he designs everyone's gardens, like every every garden that they go into is yeah. so unique. And like we were talking about it, how the very opening scene of the movie is this one kind of throwaway thing with a couple that gets killed by Sam by Pumpkinhead. Aye. Um, and the wife is getting annoyed. She's like, we need to take down all this stuff, all the all the decorations in the garden. Because exactly. I hate Halloween. <laughs> I hate Halloween. For people who hate Halloween, that is an incredible garden display Aye. that they have built. Like, they have built, it's to look like ghosts, so they've put crosses with like, uh, they've basically built scarecrows. Scarecrows and big were decorated them, them as ghosts. Yeah, it's, that's... And they've clearly built them. Yeah. And the place is, yeah, they've clearly put them together themselves. The place is covered in jack-o'-lanterns and, like, Halloween lights. Uh, there's no way you hate Halloween. Aye. You fucking love it and you're just being a grumples. Uh, a grumple stiltskin. A grumple stiltskin. Um, and she must have made a robot costume. Yeah, she made the robot costume, which is quite cool. And, like, yeah, nonsense. And that was just her half But even just things like that, like, just the amount of... Like, I would never think to do something like that, I guess. Yeah. But... Just the amount of creativity that there must have been in the production design of this film. Hmm. It's pretty outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the sets, the the misty set on the cliffside with the school bus and stuff. It's all just very eerie and unsettling, even though it's like all quite silly. And hmm. there's something with, you know, with the kids as well that are in the bus crash. Even though they're just kids wearing masks, they're all like, it's all very unsettling Aye. masks. Like none of them are normal. Like there's the one where the kid's wearing the bag on his head, but it hmm. has like the massive teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, that would scare the fuck out of me. Even if I saw that, like, in broad daylight, that is a freaky looking costume yeah. to see. Just teeth bag head. <laughs> teeth bag head. Teeth bag head, kid. Coming to your things. Halloween costume store. Coming to your co- Halloween party. He's knocking on your door and you're wondering. Who is that knocking at my door? Has the joke gotten old? Tweet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> at second opinion pod with the second of the two. That was good. It rolled off the tongue. Which so which of the stories was your was your favorite? Hmm. I liked I think I liked the werewolves one, the yeah. women of the well uh, because I feel like there was a lot of twists in that one that we just didn't see coming. Yeah. And even though I thought you had seen them coming. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the best line in the whole movie. Oh, what was that, that we again? pissed ourselves laughing at. What was that? Which again? is um when they approach the cameraman. Oh. The girls approach the cameraman. There's these two cameramen loading equipment onto a van, and the girl comes up and goes like, "Was it? it's like my that's big equipment you're handling there, boys?" And the guy goes, "Uh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so in the film. It's so, oh, mwah, so beautifully delivered. 
that like horribly awkward don't know what the hell to say <laughs> so he just says thank you and i was like that's brilliant i love it i love it love it love it no that is good i like um and I think I like that story the most because it has so many plots and twists. Because you, you feel like it's like just badly written, uh, quote unquote, slutty characters. Yeah. Where it's at, like, yeah. at first you're like, these, are like, you gotta lose your virginity. Uh, and like, yeah. you're like, this just feels a bit of an uncomfortable stereotype or whatever. Okay, I guess we'll just do this. It's quite Halloween. Uh, like, it's quite traditional for a horror film for their uh-huh. sort of purity versus um, uh, overly sexual females. Okay, we'll go down this way. Uh, but then when it turns out that werewolves are there feeding on human um, yeah. men and stuff and you're like well it was like just a twist a couple of twists I didn't see coming mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's really cool I, I, I think I I don't think there's one I dislike yeah it's interesting that the only one played straight or not played straight but like the, the only one without like a mystical element to it at first is the principal story yeah like he is just a man yeah. murdering children whereas all the other ones is is being stopped by a monster or you know the the crazy demon children or the wolf people um obviously the principal comes into play in the wolf story hmm. but for his initial kind of story that's all which very much has like a beginning middle and end like, yeah very much the end if you could do that story as a short film and have the last shot be the the reveal of the head and that's what they're going to carve the jack-o'-lantern out of and that's like definitively the end of that story hmm. like yeah that's the only one that doesn't have paranormal element to it yeah it's just a slasher which is kind of interesting unless of course the kid fought back without his head unless of course the kid fought back without his head which is potentially quite possible because <laughs> we haven't <laughs> we haven't quite worked out there yet so um but yeah what what about like uh what about some of the acting in the film everyone's pretty i mean it's all just played so goofy isn't it yeah nobody's playing it it's straight, not a serious so. if you're looking for a serious horror film this isn't it yeah this is kind of more this is kind of like a more of a fun one yeah like you have the violent stuff but like it's not and the, it is violent it's violent, like they, very violent. They, the, 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 there's a lot of blood and gore in this film they, they ain't fucking about <laughs> no but, um, but yeah it's quite goofy it's quite comical Dylan Baker as the principal is brilliant He's like great. it's his introduction when the fat kid is stealing all the candy and then you just hear what is like a that much candy ain't good for you can't be good for your diabetes Jimmy and it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so ridiculous uh, it's so over so the good. top yeah because he's what? really he's doing like the crazy eyes and like just all these like very big movements and stuff and uh, he's he's super fun to watch but he's like really creepy at the same time he's got that horrible smile to him and stuff and he's kind of looks like a creepy guy yeah in the context and stuff yeah um and brian cox is good brian cox gets a good delivery of uh because he 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 thinks he's killed Pumpkinhead, hmm. and then you see the hand crawl away and he's like you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> like that's such a good delivery that's a of great line. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. yeah um I think he plays it really well. Everybody, the kids are all great. They're all those horrible, bitchy kids. Yeah. Like, that I said to you, I was like, I really hate movies where a group of kids are pretending to be nice to a kid they don't like so that they can fuck them over. This makes me really sad. (laughs) Don't know what that says about my thoughts on my childhood. Nothing like that ever really happened. Hey, Scott, do you want to come around to my flat for some nice cake? And then all of a sudden, there is no cake. It's that, that's the only trick. There was no cake. And as a as a fucking big fat kid oh. growing up, 
That was that in itself was trick enough. I'm sad right now that there's no cake with us. We could get cake. Let's get cake. It's not hard to get cake. <laughs> it's not hard to get hold of it. No, it's not hard. I, I can get you a cake. <laughs> I can get you. A, I can get you a cake by five. You Promise cake. you, get a cake. Well, by it's five. already six, but by five in the morning, I can get you a cake. <laughs> by five a.m. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you liked it because yeah, it's fun. I did fun kind of halfway through. I was like, I don't know if Danny is vibing this too much. No, I thought it was fun. I um, thought it was. I played on sort of like a. It's over so quickly as well. Like it doesn't Aye. outstay its welcome at all. Like every story sets up with like premise, some some suspense, and then the delivery. There's not a lot. There none of the stories are dragged out at all or anything like that. It does so. seem like the the director had fun making this. Like yeah. There's so, much, there's so many elements that like it doesn't feel like he needs to felt any need to be subtle on any of them. Yeah. Um. Because because not... there isn't really any subtlety to much of it. No. I mean, there's obviously there's little. You know, like the little things we've kind of talked about and stuff with some of the jokes that come back and things, but it is quite a, it's quite a loud Ah, it's quite goofy, like goofy it's, movie, it's, it's, yeah. as a horror films go, it's quite goofy and it's quite yeah. fun to watch. I think um <clears throat> we should do Krampus sometime. We should. Maybe because Krampus is like a lot of he you can tell he's really like honed the craft since Trick or Treat by the time he gets to Krampus. Because hmm. Krampus the especially things like the sound design and the creature design and stuff are fucking worlds better. Um, That's like cool. than what they are. And there's a bit more u- heavy use on CGI in Krampus, but it kind of works. Kind of works really well. Maybe we'll do that as our Christmas film. We could year. do that as our Christmas film, and then we'll go see Godzilla too. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Is Dawn that next of the year? Silver Server. <laughs> uh, it's next year, I think. Yeah, I hope so because I really, I'm really psyched for it. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, to it. I, after seeing his two films, like he's definitely a guy to go to for creatures. Because I'm, I wanted a good Godzilla film. Like we haven't had the definitive American Godzilla film. Yeah, yet. you don't like the Matthew Broderick one. You don't like the Matthew Broderick one. <laughs> the French people eat chew chew and gum to seem more American. You don't like the Matthew Broderick one. That's why I sound like Matthew Broderick. What are you doing <laughs> in here? <laughs> That's why I sound like when I'm watching Godzilla. Just fed up. Just like, where's it gonna end? <laughs> I remember loving it as a kid. What? The, yeah, oh yeah, I used to watch it. Because it was so, it's just a but, big dinosaur film, and yeah. you're like, yeah, this is fucking cool. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, oh wow. Wow, this is we're bad. idiots as kids, though. <laughs> like, all it takes is just some dinosaurs and some fun, crazy action sequences, and you're satisfied. Some monster go through the city. How fucking cool is that? But the thing that was your kid, you don't have. That's when we were kids. We didn't have access to like proper kaiju movies. That yeah. All that that's based off of, yeah. like especially in Britain and like the, we did. TV wasn't really showing monster. Maybe, maybe mm. King Kong, but apart from that, monster movies weren't really shown. Not in the yeah, same they way. As big here, weren't they? Um, but we had things like Power Rangers. Yeah, we did have the. They had the giant monsters in them, but then that was always a bit goofy. So yeah, if you wanted to have we had the goofy awesome. movie. Dude, how good was that fucking movie? Goofy movie's good, man. Scooby Doo Zombie Island was featured in this. Yeah, you got excited. I because it was only a flat like, and I recognised it was the I. We should like if we're going to do a Scooby Doo films, if we ever were to do Which Scooby Doo films, we are. <laughs> we I have a lot do, to say about Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. We want to do. I want to do Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed at some point, but I also want to do Scooby Doo Zombie Island because I don't know, but I feel like that was actually quite a good movie, mm-hmm. and I want to revisit it and find out if it was. Because I remember it being fun and yeah. good, and actually kind of scary for a, like a animated Scooby Doo. 
I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, wow, some of this looks quite freaky. Maybe that's what we need to do. We haven't tackled an animated film yet, have we? That's surprising. Hmm. We should do an animated film. Ow. Maybe that's next on the list. I hit my... Yeah, so you hit your two for your pen. Yeah, but the listeners did it. The the pen that he was supposed to have put down because he kept dropping. The listeners didn't hear it, Danny. Um, Cool, Danny. Do you want to do all the stuff? Like, where... Yeah, you can... I'm just going to play some kind of ambient sounds in the background while you tell us. I'll tell it like a campfire ghost story. In a abandoned forest, a couple. Oh, you want... So you want, like... Right. right, tell us where people can find us, Danny. In an abandoned forest, a couple sit in a Speak car. Louder, Danny. There's... In an abandoned forest, a couple sit in a car. They're listening to the radio. Or the radio suddenly turns to rusty hook noises. And what the girl turns to the guy and points to the window right beside him. He turns around and finds out that you could contact Second Opinion Podcast on Facebook or Twitter. Why go it at Second Opinion Pod, second with a two. Enjoy J.K. Simmons, everyone. Enjoy J.K. Simmons. Who is that knocking at my door? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just topped Top Gun. <laughs> oh, I'm so amused. That was so good. For you, the living, the smash was meant to win you. To my door, tell them what is sin. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard sin. Then you can mash. You'll catch 